Hi, Alan. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing tonight? Did you get any rest today? I did. Thank you. Okay. Are you feeling better tonight? A little better. Yes. Well, that's and good. I have a new setup on my... Let me see if this is working. Is this... How, how does it... I can't, I'm not looking at my computer screen, so you have to tell me how it looks on the computer. Is that... Am I it looks the, fine. In the camera, we're good? Yeah, you're good. Okay. Okay. So we are up to the second chapter, Shardala, second chapter of um, Shardala. We're talking about the importance of the study of Torah. Um, so, so he's talking about what he, we ended off the last chapter. Um, the last paragraph was essentially discussing the concept of Torah lishma, studying Torah for the for its Torah's sake, doing it altruistically. Why was one? Why does one do do that? How does one do that? Etc. Okay. Now, inyan esek Torah lishma. This idea of studying Torah for the right reasons from lishma. I'm gonna. I, I set this up just to see if it would work, but I was actually hoping that somebody would come study with me in the office, but no one's here. So I'm going to move back to my... Oh, here. Get on. How are you? Because I, so I can see you people, because I can't... See, the way it was set up, I couldn't see you. So just give me one second. Oh. Ah. Okay. At least I can see you. Now, I'm hoping that in the near future we'll start studying in person again so then I'll have some people at the table with me then I, you know, won't have to look at the computer screen. I won't be able to necessarily see all of you join me by computer, but anyone that comes in the office, we can actually study together. Okay. Thank you. No, we were invited to Rabbi Rafi. I would have joined. I just... <laughs> okay. Well, then, Mitzvah Shem, this coming week, I think, or maybe I'll send out something tomorrow about doing tomorrow's Parsha class in person. In person. Okay. Let's... Uh, so, so the idea of studying Torah Lishma... Doing Torah for altruistic reasons, meaning for no other purpose other than for the purpose of study itself. What is that all about? Inyan esek ha-Torah lishma. Ha-emes What is clear is kilishma ein perusho dveikus. When you study lishma, it has nothing to do with connecting. It's not about the intensity of the experience. It's not about a sense of being in touch with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Kamosh Rov Haolam, which is what seems to be the assumption of people right now. Again, I do believe that that you have to read between the lines over here. He is he is uh, opening up a polemic against Hasidus, against the idea that it's all about how I feel. That part of the whole experience, I have to experience things. It has to be a sense of of being a part of it. I have to have how how connected am I? That's not the case of here. Shari Amr Chazal. 
David HaMelech made the following request from the Barashon. Shaha'oisik b'tehillim yechashev etzla yizbarach ki'ilu haya oisik b'negayim ba'ayalos. David HaMelech made a request of the Barashon that those that study Tehillim should be equated with people that are studying some of the more complex areas of the Mishnah, right? David HaMelech wanted it to be that, this, that reading Tehillim should have the merit of being deeply engrossed in complicated areas of Torah. That, that, that would seem to indicate that the engagement in the study of the laws, different compl- complex laws that require tremendous analysis and effort to understand them, that means that doing that is a greater level of engagement in Torah study than, this, than the saying of Tehillim. Now, what's his point with that? The saying of Tehillim is something that is emotional. In other words, Tehillim is poetry. It's, it has beautiful imagery. It has tremendous expression of self. And you can, you can get lost in Tehillim. You can, you, it, it can become like it absorbs the whole of who you are. You become, it's like a part of you. It becomes a sense of your own self-expression. You connect completely with it. And yet the study of Tehillim, the, the, the reading of Tehillim, David HaMelech begs the Rebbein that should be the equivalent, that should be equated with in-depth study of Torah, complex, difficult, hard-to-relate-to laws that are not necessarily practical on a day-to-day basis. Are you hearing what we're saying over here? We're talking about something that you can't engage with except in a very abstract fashion, and yet that abstract dimension of Torah study is greater than the most emotional, involving, absorbing sense of area of, of, uh, of study of, of, of the Tehillim. So, if you were to tell me that lishma means that being engaged in something for the purpose of, for its own purpose, is simply a matter of how involved am I? How much does it absorb me? How much does it engage me? And that's the main intent of what Torah is supposed to do. It's supposed to sweep you up so that you become connected to it and you feel emotionally bonded with it. Says Nefesh Achaim, I will be the first one to tell you that the greatest way to get engaged in that fashion is to study Tehillim. Tehillim, Psalms, saying the Psalms, that is, there's nothing more emotional than Tehillim. Anytime you want, you can read Tehillim any time of day or night, and you can read into it and feel how it talks to you in your personal situation exactly what you want it to say. David Amalekh has taps into your emotions perfectly. And yet, that's not the ideal. That's not what we strive for. We don't even know, the Medrash doesn't even report to us whether or not HaKadosh Baruch Hu agreed, whether or not HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, okay, I'll make Tehillim as important as reading the Goyim and Oilois. We don't find that Akash Baruch's response to David Amelach, right? That was he was just asking. He was just asking. So, 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 so what's going on here? But Gam 
If the whole point was simply to see how engaged I could be, then one section, one Masechta, one tractate of Talmud would have been enough. A paraka, one or one chapter of Mishnah, or even one Mishnah. You can read something over and over again. You find this idea... The Bali Musar talk about this a lot when studying Musar, and you and there in, in Musar, the whole point of Musar is Dvekos. It, it is Musar, Musar means you want to have something that connects to you personally. Uh, the Bali Musar talk about reading the same thing over and over and over again so that you feel connected to it, so you feel that bond with it. So it says Nefeshachayim, if the point was Dvekos, then we would have been good enough with one Mishnah. Who needs a whole, who needs a whole Masechda? That's not the way one studies Torah. The, the volume of one studies and when one studies Torah is critical. You, the more you study, the better off you are. Like the Gemara says about Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai, the Gemara is trying to describe his greatness. The Gemara says he, there was no Mishnah, there was no Mish, there was no Pasuk, there was no Halacha, there was no there was no Talmudic legend, nothing that he hadn't studied. That's because he was constantly engaged in it. Because he constantly felt that no matter how much he'd learned, he had never satisfied the measure of what was necessary to be engaged in Torah Lishma. Therefore, he was consistently studying and learning more and more and more and more, consuming more and more and more material. Day, from day to day, from hour to hour, consistently growing, consistently adding on to what he's doing. Continuing with this theme, it says in the, in the Medrash on Sefer Mishle, the book of on the book of parables, of Shlomo Melch, it says as follows, Omar of Yochanan, Bar-e-kamakasha Let's illustrate how demanding the Yom Adin is, the day in which we stand to be judged. The Rebbein Shalom, the master of the universe, is going to judge the entire world. So when somebody comes in front of him who has studied the Psokim, he studied Chomish, but he never learned Mishnah, such a person, right? HaKadosh Baruch Hu turns his face away from him and the person feels the bonds of Gehenim coming to grab over onto him. They take him and they throw him into the depths of that furnace that we call Gehenim. So then you have the person who comes who studied two or three full areas of the Mishnah then HaKadosh Baruch questions him, excuse me, how come you didn't study all the laws? Why are you missing half of them? How come you only studied two or three Sadarim? Somebody comes to him and he's studied Halacha. says Why didn't you learn Medrash? Right? Somebody comes, he already learned Medrash. How come you didn't learn Chomesh? How come you didn't learn the Pesukim? 
שיש בהם קריאשמה או טבילין או מזוזה, כדאי, you find קריאשמה או טבילין, all that's in there. בוא מי שיש בי עוד חמישה חומשי תוירה, אמר לקדוש ברוך הוא, למה לא ילמד את ההגודה? Why didn't you study הגודה? Why didn't you understand to study the parables and the lessons of the Talmud? בוא מי שיש בי עוד ההגודה, הקדוש ברוך הוא, אמר לו, בני תלמוד, בני תלמוד, למה לא ילמד את זה? Why did you not study the Talmud? בוא מי שיש בי עוד תלמוד, and if somebody has the studies Talmud, הקדוש ברוך הוא, אמר לו, בני, once I see that you're engaged in the study of Talmud, did you perhaps investigate the areas of more esoteric studies dealing with, with the throne of the Rebbeinu to not understand how my throne stands, what's the union of Chashmal, which is some sort of electrical current that throws through, throws through there, Overcome upon him, upon him, who mishapich. How does it turn around? I ain't shamba So you take a look in that medrash and talk. In other words, basically the medrash is telling you, no matter how much you've learned in Shemaim, they'll always say, how come you didn't learn more? There'll always be more that you never touched on. There's always another aspect that you didn't necessarily get to. So, it has to be that way. We know how filled with halachas the shas is. When a person studies them, so he has to go in depth and he has to investigate them and he has to think about them and he has to apply them for, to, for in practical terms of how to how to how they play out. He has to study the laws of 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 lice and how they affect a person and the halachos of 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 nida, um, a woman when she's menstruating, those halachos. So he has to go, go go through the entire study, back and forth study of, of what's going on in the Talmud. All that has to be studied. And then he has to figure out this concept called Migu. The concept of Migu is a person can say, if I wanted to tell a lie, the Gemara says like this, the Gemara says, let's say a person comes to us and he tells us, uh, he tells us fact X, right? So we say, well, how do we know that's true? So he says to us, well, if I wanted to lie, I would tell you a much more believable lie. But now that I told you this piece of information, which is less believable, but had I been lying, I would have said something that was more, that was more palatable, more easy for you to understand. So clearly you, you know that now I must, I must be telling the truth. Because if I wanted to lie, I could accomplish my goal by saying a different lie that would, be much more, that would have been much more easily accepted. That's called nigu. So, so migu shal ramol shai shai rama yochlitan kimat bilti esher shei etzlay oz gamad vekos b'shleimus garoi. And of course, if a person is so engaged in so many different areas of 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 Talmud and different areas of interest and different areas of expression of how it is, he's going to have dvekos. He's going to he's going to be he's going to be studying it with a a passion, a, an emotional connection to it. It's it's not possible. So what is Lishma then? So if Lishma is not about how passionately I'm connected to it and how deeply I feel it, it's not about connecting to it per se in that emotional way. Uh, what is it? Ava Emes continues the Nevi'shachayim. He says like this: Ava Emes ki inyan Lishma means pirush l'shem haTorah. I study Torah for the sake of knowing the Torah. What I say is. This is the Chachma of the Rebbeinu Shalom. This is the Rebbeinu Shalom's wisdom. This is the master of the universe passing on to me the opportunity to have a, a hand 
in literally in the creation of the world and having an, an ability to be a part of the process of what forms the world. That's what I that's what I have an opportunity to do. So then that's that's called Lishma. I'm studying it because this is what it means, because I want to know what's what's in it. I want to know what it's all about. The idea follows what the Rush tells us in his commentary to Masachet Nadarim in the Maimar of Reb Lazar Reb Tzadik that says as follows, A person should do things, should carry out his actions to do them uh, for the sake of the one who created them. Um, um, you should do it in the name of Hashem, Shepal HaKol Lema'anehu, V'dav V'divar Bahen Lishma. HaGadosh Baruch Hu is the one that created all of these things in order for us to have an opportunity to be able to serve Him and to express His reality in this world. And that's why you should be engaging. Asei Dvarim L'Shem Pa'alon L'Shmei Shel HaKadosh Baruch Hu Shepal HaKol Lema'anehu. Speak about them for their own sake. Call All of your communications and all of your inter- interactions with others. If you're engaging with people and telling them over, do it for the sake of the Torah. Which means to know, which is to do it to know and to understand it. To have a greater depth and breadth and deeper understanding of it. Don't do it for the purpose of showing how smart you are to show or for the purpose of showing somebody else up to show how dumb he is or to show how you know more than him than somebody else does or etc. Don't be osik. Don't engage in Torah study for that purpose. Don't use it as your tool to hack away at the people around you so that you can find yourself on the pedestal that you want to be on. It doesn't work that way. We don't put ourselves on pedestals. The reality is, the Gemara says, the Talmud says in numerous places, it doesn't mention this over here, but this is really a big part of this. It says, anybody who runs away from honor, honor, Anybody who runs away from honor, honor chases after him. The honor runs after him. He can't get away from it. It's constantly, wherever he turns, people are trying to respect him and give him a title and talk to him in third person and, and soliciting his opinion, etc. But somebody who chases after honor, then the honor runs away in front of him. He never catches up to it. He's always looking for more. I think that sometimes the idea is it's not so much that he doesn't, not so much the idea that he doesn't get covered, that he doesn't get honor, is that no matter how much honor he gets, he wants more. A person who's chasing after covered is never satiated with the covered that's given to him. Because the truth of the matter is, covered is not given, it's earned. Honor is not something that you can give to somebody. Some honor is something that you earn, that it, it sticks to you if you deserve it. And if you don't deserve it, it doesn't stick around you. It doesn't stay with you. It moves on. And that's essentially what he's saying over here. The study of Torah for the, should be for the sake of, because I want to be engaged in Torah study, not because I want to show everybody how smart I am or how much I remember or how deeply I can think about things. That's called Torah Lakanter. That's called Torah for the purpose of, of uh, of uh, instigating and and probing at other people to see what they to know what they know. That's not what we're talking about over here. The whole idea is 
in order to know more and more and to understand more and more and not to use it the content to make other people jealous or these scholars or to make to, to or to elevate myself in a sense of being luxurious not okay I can't show it so the, 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 they, they've gone out of their way to exp- try to explain the words of Rebbe Lozabar Talach, right? That whenever he did, whatever was done, he said, let it be for the sake of your master, or the one who made it. Uvedibur Amar Lishman, right? And um, um, uh, the, when he talks about it, he says, I'm doing it altruistically, I'm doing it for its own purpose. When we talk about what you do things, Lishma, we talk we do them for the sake of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who was the one who created them, gave us the possibility to function. Um, he created everything in the world in order that it should serve him. When it comes to learning, I'm studying it for the Torah's sake. Because it's important that the Torah be known to all people. It's important that that, that, that knowledge, that Das Elokim, the knowledge of Hashem is transferred over into this world. That's ultimately what we want. And therefore, the intent over here is clear. If I do a mitzvah, I want to do it in the most ideal fashion possible. I want to have the most beautiful Esro, the nicest Hadas, most beautiful, the most beautiful sukkah, whatever it is, whatever it is that I want to touch, I want it to be something that looks special, that it looks like there's somebody important coming. Um, So when it comes to doing mitzvahs, we do them for the sake of Hashem, for the one that created them. But when we say things, meaning when we read things, when we learn things, for their own sake. When it comes to describing the boy's um, thing, so there, there's an explanation for the Shema, um, when it comes to doing things, so the, the, what doing something in the name of Hashem is the one who created everything for on our behalf. And with regard to learning, then I do it for the sake of being able to have a deeper connection to the Torah itself. What he's trying to say is very clear. And it's very obvious, he says. When I do a mitzvah, I have to idealize it and I have to do it in a way that absolutely shows that this is the most precious thing, the most important thing around. By connecting with people and with a, with a, with, with a pure thought process, basically um, limited to... Um, according to his own intellect, that he should be praised on high. That 
The goal is to bring down connections between the fulfillment of the potential of the upper worlds and the kokos, the energies that are that, that are manifest because of it. That's what it means to do something in the name of Hashem. Ki kol ki, because kol Hashem All that Hashem created was in order to have those that are serving Him. Chazal explained this as a praise. Even though normally for the regular halachos of, of, uh, of the regular dating, right? So, um, yes, again, to vim kivada shegamba mitzvahs, ha'ikabayam li'ikuba hu ha'asiyabapayel, even though when it comes to mitzvahs, you have to actually go through the action. It doesn't matter how connected you feel to this in the moment and how spiritual it feels. You have to actually go through with giving the gift. That's the asiyabapayel. Um, again, the highest possible intent, and the purity of thought, doesn't change anything. What is going to count is the pureness of a person's own heart, the pureness of a person's own thought. That rather written, that's that's what that's the line that can't be crossed. Um, in order to carry something out, and uh, yeah. Um, so, um, okay. Of course, his intent counts. And of course, what he's thinking about, if he's thinking about the right things, it changes the whole action. That they bring about having those pure thoughts and having that, that connection is ultimately going to benefit him. It's going to bring him Tikunim and, and etc. into into the world to come. As opposed to if the mitzvah would have been done just in a dry fashion, slap everything down, eat everything up, leave, not appreciating the finer parts of it and the flavors, etc. Right? So then fine. So then come and just clean things up and clean your own stuff up and bench and go. But somebody that wants to be a part of something has to stick around to the bitter end, so to speak. Stick around to the for the entirety of what's happening here. Um, 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 you should speak about Shabbos. You should have conversations about mitzvahs and the honoring of the, the honor of them. Okay. Um, um, 
right? If a person, when he's in the middle of studying Torah and he's reading Midrashim or whatever he's doing, he has a, a, a break and he, and he says these words, V'dabar bahen, He's saying after the fact, um, we should, yeah, um, after, again, it should be for their own sake, the shame to get out so you can be engaged in the study of the halachas. That is to have a deeper understanding and be able to compare, compare and contrast and to add and to create a whole another level, a whole another link in this chain of what we call pilpul. The Rashi has a completely different kirsa. Let me just see how long he goes on for. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's, let's put Rashi to the side for the moment. We continue with all with Vizel Shemasai Mashas. That's what the that's what the Gemara is saying. Gabriel um, Yochum and Zakai Shilohiniach that he never let somebody else open. Never let somebody else greet him before he greeted them. to fulfill the words of the pasuk of Shlomo Melech that though to give to give over as an inheritance. To those that I love, there is, yesh, there is, that exists. That, that, that idea, if you go back and study Tehillim, you'll see that that entire paragraph is referring to somebody who studies Torah, or is actually it's referring to the Torah itself. That it's carried around outside. HaKadosh Baruch has the power to change things and to give them a proper reward, a proper barrier. That for anyone who studies it and for, and and is and is engaged in the study of it, um, because he loves Torah, right? That is that he gives the person the ability to have an even deeper understanding and make even deeper connections to what it really is. That's why that's that's the pshat. That's what the pasuk means. The hanchel oyavai leish oyavai refers to the bnei Torah. Ultimately, that Kashbaruch Hu wants to be mashbiyana, wants to have that effort on that will transform their whole experience into something that was very positive. Um, okay, let's uh, let's hold over here. At the end of Parakimon, we will be mamshik. We will continue with next time. With Parakdal, with uh, Shar Dalad, Parak Dalad. Hopefully, some people will feel comfortable enough to come in person, and uh, we're very excited about that. And as the Shurim on Shuas, obviously, because we can't use Zoom, those Shurim will for sure be in person. So, on the first night of Shuas, I'm definitely going to talk about the idea of the parameters of Dina de Machusadina. When do we say that the that the law of the government is the law, and that we're we are. Um, we have to uh, abide by that. And when do as when do what, what do we do when that comes in conflict with halacha or with Jewish practice that we're not able to do things that we really want to do and the law is preventing us from doing them? Does that does this does this rule apply under those circumstances as well? Okay, so Shuas, mark your calendars is two weeks from today. Two weeks. Well, the two weeks from today is the last day of Shuas. Two weeks from yesterday. So we're getting really close. All right. Look forward to seeing everybody. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you very much.